Hello and welcome back to the She's Plant-Based podcast. If you are new here, my name is Autumn. I am the creator of She's Plant-Based and a Holistic Health Coach and I am passionate about talking about all things health and wellness. Today we are going to be talking about relationships, ditch toxic, date nice, how to find a healthy relationship, how to find a healthy partner. I feel like I get this question asked a lot and I have been through my own journey with dating and toxicity and you know just being stuck in old patterns and cycles and having a difficult time breaking out of that which was rooted from childhood and experiences in my younger life and so as I um, became an adult um I noticed a lot of things beginning to surface or beginning to really just mirror my parents' relationship, the dynamic between my parents and I. So as I got older, it was a really interesting thing to look at. But before I get into today's episode, at the beginning of each episode, I go over kind of just the highs and lows, what's currently going on in my life right now. Um, Let's start with some highs. This weekend was really really nice um it's tuesday now and there's actually a storm hitting la i feel like the past couple of months have it's just been rain but um, a pretty bad storm came through this past weekend and so i just really took advantage of that time and i stayed home all weekend i was cooking a ton i was recipe testing I made some really good desserts. I made this amazing single serve brownie. Um, I made cookies. I made really yummy bowls. Just ate so much good food this weekend. Um, And then also just binged a ton of TV. I watched Night Sky, which is an incredible TV show. I will say that that TV show is probably one of my favorites. It's really up there. But I am sad because there isn't a season two, which I'm upset about. We, because I watched it with Alex, we searched on Google why it's not happening. And I guess the TV show didn't get enough hype for them to create a second episode. (laughs) So we signed this petition. Hopefully a second season comes out, but definitely watch it. It's really cool because the main characters are two elderly elderly people I don't know why I couldn't say that to elderly people and you follow along you know where they're at in their current life and they have this big secret I'm not going to reveal too much because it's just going to give away the show but it's really cool to to have that perspective of two older people and you know how they're treated in society and how people treat them and the issues that they face as being two old people so was a really interesting perspective to see. I feel like we don't really see that often. It's usually younger people in TV shows um, and even movies. So that was really cool. But um, and then we watched The Consultant and it was a really weird show. Usually if I watch an episode or even a couple episodes of TV and I realize the show isn't great, I'm just not going to finish it. It was weird, but it was also very intriguing. So that's why I 
we just couldn't put it down. We literally binged it all of Saturday and watched the entire show. So yeah, I don't really recommend weird show, really interesting. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for TV. Um, also watched some Cheers, which is an old TV show. I used to watch it with my grandparents and now Alex and I, we've been watching that show and it's, it's such a, um, such an easy watch. I like shows like that where you just flow through the shows. Um, and then I would say some lows, honestly, like my biggest low last week was really, really, stressful I kind of just had a breakdown um work is honestly just picking up which is good but I find that I'm spreading myself too thin and I'm wearing too many hats and and I just had to be really real and honest with myself and just find support and find help so um yeah Wednesday was was rough last Wednesday was really rough um, all of last week was just tough, but instead of like getting hard on myself or blaming myself, although I allowed myself to really like feel the feelings and like sit in that sadness and, you know, I was playing the victim a little bit, I let myself pout and then it's like, I have to put myself in my place and say, all right, we have to let go of this. And so... I really practiced surrendering and letting go and wrote in my journal asking for a sign and an answer and literally 30 minutes later it came through and so yeah now I'm kind of expanding the back end of She's Plant Based and I hired someone as an intern so that's really exciting. I have more support and help on the back end which you know I've come to terms that I can't do everything and and that's okay and I think that's been the difficult thing for me as an entrepreneur and working for myself I feel like there's this need to almost control and there I almost feel like that I have to do everything on my own and I realize that by me just like focusing on the little things in my business that someone could do it's not allowing me to focus on the bigger things that I need to focus on and so I'm really excited to just see where this new journey takes me I'm already feeling better um this weekend was really nice just not doing anything I was feeling pretty antisocial, but I think the rain and the storm kind of just set the tone for the weekend. I was like, that's it. I'm staying inside, but I'm feeling better. And yeah, so if anyone is at a point in their life where they're feeling too stressed or, you know, they feel blocked, take a step back. Like by trying to do more when you already are, you know, running at a million miles per minute, when you're already doing a million things at once pull back like that is my biggest advice pull back surrender let go write in your journal like write down I let go of this stress I let go of my problems I let go of my anxiety like I literally surrender I was like universe like this is on you I'm giving you all of this and this is for you to figure out 
and it's not my problem anymore. And so literally after doing that 30 minutes later, someone reached out to me without me even posting that I'm looking for support and help. And so it was really interesting to just see things flow and work when um, you open yourself up to the experience. It was not like intentionally closed off, but I just wasn't open to it. And so it's just a really big reminder this whole experience is a really big reminder of how powerful that we really are and that we're not victims of our situation and that we really have so much power and control over our circumstances even if it doesn't feel like it so yeah that's that that's my little update let's get into today's topic ditch toxic date nice many of us are out here trying to find the one and I get it. I was desperate to be in a relationship when I was younger. I craved love. When I was younger, I thought I was not whole and complete until someone special came into my life. That meant life would start and get better once that person came in. I fell in love for the first time when I was 21, only to find that this individual was toxic, wounded, and was never going to give me what I wanted. He mirrored similar behavior I saw growing up. Even though I knew he was not the one, I had the hardest time pulling away. It was this on and off cycle for three years. I waited for him to change, but nothing happened. And it never happened. And you should never wait for someone to change. um, Because it was just very clear and apparent we were never going to be in a relationship. In between that time, I... Like, in between the time of us being on and off, when we were off, I ended up meeting someone. I got into my first serious relationship at 22. And there were definitely happy moments, but I found myself with another narcissist who was emotionally abusive, manipulative, and pulled me away from everything that I loved, even my closest friends. He broke up with me because he was in love with his ex-girlfriend and wanting to marry her and you can imagine how I felt after. I was obviously blindsided and really hurt but honestly that was the post-breakup motivation I needed. The minute he said he wanted to marry her I was like all right I am done with this man's. I am not going to be sad over this person because I am just completely turned off by them now and there is no future between us and so after that relationship I promised myself I was going to stay single until I found someone special who accepts me for me. I was never a relationship girl. I definitely participated in hookup culture and would casually date guys. Nothing serious or deep. I didn't date that much in high school, to be honest. It was mainly just hookups. And that was mainly because I was insecure, so I would just use my body to get male attention. I didn't think that people were, well, men specifically, were interested in my personality and getting to know me and didn't think that they would like that um, part of me. And so I used my body and it worked. (laughs) Um, And then after high school, I started to go on real dates. And I would say like my first real date was when I was 18 And then, yeah, I had my first boyfriend when I was 22 and I hear so many people say, I feel like I'm behind. I feel like da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, we're all on different timelines. Stop comparing yourself to other people. I didn't get my first boyfriend until I was, you know, 22. And and I, I rushed into that relationship because I felt like I just 
had to get a boyfriend. So I got into that relationship for the wrong reasons because I felt like I was behind. Do I regret doing that? No, it was meant to happen. It taught me a lot of great things about myself. But like I said, my last breakup really shifted everything for me. And that was, what, like four or five years ago now? Um, Got out of that relationship when I was 23. I'm now 27, turning 28 this year. But after that breakup, the best thing happened to me. I gained my freedom and power back, which was an exciting feeling. It was very freeing. It also challenged me because I knew I had to do some deep work within myself since I was noticing these patterns in my dating life. I kept dating narcissists, emotionally unavailable men, controlling, and I found myself chasing men. So let's get into my first tip. My first tip is Notice the patterns in your dating and relationship life. What type of people do you find yourself attracting? Like sit on that question, write down that question, and I want you to answer that question. All these questions that I'm asking in this episode, I want you to like eventually come back to it and write it all down because it's going to really help you out. And then begin to understand the why. Why is this happening? Many of us want to play the victim and take zero accountability. If you truly want to work through this, you have to be honest with yourself. When and why did this pattern start? To give you some insight and help, I love the concept of mirroring. And basically with this, it means that every single person in your life is a mirror. What this means is that others are always reflecting parts of our consciousness back to you, allowing you to see yourself, to grow, and to change your beliefs about who you are and about other people. So whether you want to admit it or not, there's a deep part of you that accepts this behavior or there is a part of you that also carries the same thing that they carry that you may not like. So there may be darker elements to this person that you also embody, but you fail to look at. So now you have to really ask yourself, what is this person mirroring back to me? Looking at the things that you don't like, uh, looking at the things that you don't like about this person, and now how does that reflect you? Because there is a piece of you in that as well. And so with this, I also want to mention I'm not excusing shitty behavior nor saying that you deserve this. No one does, especially abusive behavior. I have zero tolerance for that. However, what I'm saying is, is that this may be familiar to you, which means you will tolerate the behavior even more. So let me explain a little bit. Um, so growing up, My parents were both verbally and physically abusive at times. Um, This is not to say their entire relationship was toxic. Of course, they've had a happy marriage and I've seen them happy together. And obviously now they're in such a different place when they were together. You know, they got married in their early 20s or 20, 21, had three kids all under the age of 25 
my mom wasn't working. My dad was the one supporting the family financially. And, you know, both my parents didn't go to college. So they struggled. And so um, there was just a lot of moving pieces with this, explaining why they were the way that they were. And um, they were doing the best that they could. But since being around verbally and physically abusive behavior, this was my first image of love. This was ingrained in me. And the first guy I fell in love with, let's just call him Jim. Jim was very hot and cold, had anger issues, and was verbally abusive. I could not understand nor figure out why I was tolerating this behavior. I knew this was wrong and not healthy, but I could not disconnect. I finally realized that I saw my parents putting up with this type of behavior, both my mom and dad. So I did the same. When Jim would attack me and later for, and later apologize to me, I would let him in with open arms because that is what I saw growing up. You just made it work. You put up with the shitty toxic behavior. Also, Jim is a narcissist. I'm an empath. Narcissists latch onto empaths because we are more likely to put up with shitty behavior since we are more forgiving and we can put others' feelings above ours. So, Narcissists are really good at pointing out who they can latch on to. And so um, I obviously didn't recognize this or notice this and um, got mad at myself about it. I'm like, why do I keep letting this person in? And once I realized, oh, it's because I am an empath and I put others' emotions before mine... I can be really selfless in that way. He's taking advantage of a situation. And I don't think it's like this conscious thing where he's like consciously doing it. Where he's like, oh, she's weak or oh, she's this. So I'm going to latch on to that. Like he's not aware that he's doing this. A lot of times they're not aware that they're doing this. Um, But in many of my relationships, I found myself dating emotionally unavailable men. It was frustrating and I could not figure out why this kept happening. After asking myself... How how the situation reflects back to me, I realized even though it was difficult for me to admit, I am as well. And a lot of this was rooted from, I did not trust my parents. I did not feel fully safe expressing my emotions to them. So this poured into my intimate life. And also being hurt so many times, you know, dating, uh, situationships, boyfriends, it made me really guarded and there was this shield around me I would not let anyone in. So I hope these examples brought some clarity. I highly suggest writing down the patterns in your romantic life and the types of individuals you tend to attract. There are lessons here. You will stay in this place until you turn inward. You have to do you know, some sort of inner work for this to change, to break free from this cycle, to break free from this pattern in order to step into the version of you that you want to become. My second tip is self-love. Self-love can be a difficult thing to practice for many, but it is so key and important. If you don't love yourself, you attract individuals who are in the same boat. Loving yourself does not mean you don't have insecurities and so forth. When I say this, This does not mean you have to be at this perfect place in your life. Rather, you have to have this base foundation of love and respect for yourself despite your flaws. 
Oftentimes, we think someone is going to fix us and make us a better, happier person. These elements do exist in a relationship. Relationships are expansive and help you grow and heal. However, this starts with you. If you are constantly seeking a relationship in hopes it will prove your worth or love, you will never fully be happy. You are chasing a relationship for the wrong reasons. Why do you care about being in a relationship so much? What is it that you want? What feelings are you craving? How do you want to be loved? Now, how can you give this to yourself? You are your person. Get to know you. Date yourself. Do nice things for yourself. You don't need anyone to fill that role. When you learn how to do this, you become magnetic. When you are so okay on your own, you are not desperate for a relationship. Rather, you are so content with who you are and life that if someone comes in, they better be at that same level. If they are not, then adios. You won't feel the need to settle since you feel confident and secure on your own. Really get to know yourself. Take the time to reflect on your values, interests, and personal boundaries. This will help you identify what you are looking for and what you are willing to compromise on. You want to be so good on your own that if anyone comes into your life, they are just adding. Remember, you are the whole cake and your partner is the cherry. Part of self-love is healing and forgiving. So my third tip is forgive and heal. Self-love is not just doing nice things for yourself. You also have to look at your shadow, your darkness, and look at the stories that exist in this space, which can be super uncomfortable but necessary. Let go of past traumas and limiting beliefs. Often, our past experiences and negative beliefs can hold us back from finding love. By healing past traumas and letting go of limiting beliefs, we create space for positive experiences and relationships. This is not to say you need to be 100% healed before entering a relationship or finding your person. That is simply not true, but it is important to heal so you can break patterns and cycles so you can step into the next version of yourself. Look at your fears, insecurities, and so forth. And I'm going to share some practices that have really helped me. So the first thing is a letter exercise. Write a letter to someone who has hurt you. This could be a parent, an ex, someone that you, you know, just dated, anyone who has really affected your view on love. For myself, I had to do a lot of healing centered around my parents. I held on to a lot of pain and resentment. I didn't trust them. So I wrote down how they have hurt me. I wrote down very specific examples and memories. Then I forgave them. Forgiveness is not about excusing the behavior. Forgiveness is about finding inner peace and freeing you from the situation. I would write specific reasons why I forgive them. My parents didn't mean to hurt me and I understand that now. They were coming from a wounded place. Hurt people hurt people. In the letter, I wrote down how their story doesn't reflect or hold power over mine. This is when I felt and noticed big shifts happening in my life. Like that is such an important thing to remember is your parents' story, their version of love, it doesn't hold power over you. It's not your story. And I found myself just dating people who, you know, mirrored my father or mirrored my mother or 
the dynamic of our relationship mirrored the relationship my parents have, well, had, not anymore, but the relationship that they had. And I always thought that was going to be my story. But the minute that I choose that's not my story and I'm going to rewrite it, that's when everything shifted. But I had to forgive them first. I had to really face that. Um, Another exercise that I really recommend is meditation. I would do different types of healing meditations. They were all visual meditations. I've done some compassion meditations. So visualizing the person who has hurt me holding space for them, sending them love, visualizing them happy. I did forgiveness meditation, so visualizing myself forgiving those who have hurt me, and I would replay events in a way that made me feel safe. This really helped reprogram my subconscious. Our subconscious rules us, and so I had to get my subconscious on board and feel safe. So, It wasn't me consciously like, oh, I'm going to pick this person because it reminds me of my parents or reminds me of my father. It's all happening within the subconscious. It's all happening subconsciously. So I highly recommend doing some work around that. Another thing for me was time. We all heal at different paces. I've never been the type of person to jump from person to person. Like I said, I was not like a big relationship girl. I was single for four years. I was single my, you know, all of high school and middle school and um, didn't have my first boyfriend until 22. But through this process and being single, I really have learned it's allowed more answers to come through instead of dating which would have just served as a coping mechanism. I know that if I were to, if I was dating at that time or um, sharing myself with someone else, that it was just a coping mechanism. It was just a crutch. Being single does not have to be scary. It is a beautiful time to really understand yourself on a deeper level. Focus on healing the pieces of yourself that need to be healed so you do not bring someone in for the wrong reasons. I feel like I need to repeat that. Focus on healing the pieces of yourself that need to be healed so you don't bring someone in for the wrong reasons. I have found myself in the past dating people for the wrong reasons because they were giving me something that I couldn't give myself. Ultimately, like you have to give yourself the love that you desire, the love that you deserve. Because what happens is is then so much of your expectations and your expectations of love and how you think that you should be treated is now poured out onto this other person. And that's not fair to them because when they don't meet your needs and meet your expectations because you're dealing with your own insecurities, that's going to cause conflict in the relationship and I'm not saying having needs and wants is wrong but when you're at a place where you you literally cannot give yourself what you desire it can become really messy and I found this um, being a really big issue in in my past. Tip number four is surrender and let go. Too many people are needy and desperate for a relationship. When you show up in that energy, that is what you're going to get. 
You are going to attract someone simply because you are desperate and want that comfort. No one deserves to settle. I see too many people getting into relationships out of fear, settling out of fear. That relationship is already starting off on the wrong foot. Let go of these stories you tell yourself and what you believe to be true. You do not need a relationship. You do not need to be in a relationship to prove your worth. A relationship is not going to fix all of your issues. We think the grass is greener on the other side. Like I mentioned earlier, relationships are expansive, which means they are going to show you a lot of ugly and unhealed pieces about yourself, which is okay and good and a beautiful process in itself. And it really speeds up the healing process because if you don't look at those things and work through them, it's going to cause a lot of issues in the relationship. And I have found even in my relationship, you know, I'm in a very healthy and happy relationship, but it doesn't mean that I don't get triggered and certain things don't upset me and hurt me. And so it can be a really triggering thing. And so a lot of times we think, oh, if I get into a relationship, it's going to fix all of my problems. And that's not the reality of it. I think that it's super easy to romanticize relationships, but they do take work. Obviously, it shouldn't be something that's super stressful and draining. The relationship should generally flow and feel effortless. So let go of this need to be in a relationship in order to feel happy. You can literally write all of these things down and say, I let go of blank. I let go of blank. And writing down all the stories and things that you want to let go of to help you out. A week before Alex and I reconnected because we met six months prior I realized the biggest thing that was holding me back was was my fear. I feel like I did a lot of healing and work, um, you know, with past relationships, with the relationship with my parents, um, but there was something that was just holding me back. And I remember I wrote in my journal, this was a week before him and I reconnected and I, I wrote in my journal, I fully let go of my fears of being in a relationship. I'm ready to rewrite the story. And a week later, we reconnected and I feel like I almost needed to affirm that to myself that I am safe, that there's no more work that needs to be done. And I was ready to let someone in, but I needed to get myself on board. But yeah, just to talk about our relationship a little bit, like I said, we reconnected January 2022. That's when we started dating, like the minute we reconnected, we just started talking every single day. But it's interesting because we met July of 2021, actually met him on his birthday. And it's just interesting. Timing's really interesting. And I think back to that time, if him and I were to meet and like, and let's say hypothetically, we did decide to date and, you know, follow through with that it wouldn't have worked. And so timing, I always think is just such an interesting thing. And I always trust the timing of life and that I wasn't in a place where I was ready to be with someone and same thing with him. So it's just like interesting to see um, how that whole process kind of unfolded. We have ran into each other, you know, since meeting And then, you know, obviously, like, it didn't work out. We never hung out. We tried hanging out a few different times because I tried having our friends set us up and 
the timing just wasn't right. And so when we met, it was interesting because it was at the the perfect time. And so, yeah, really begin to trust the timing of your life and that possibly you don't know that, you know, the person that you end up with, you may already know who this person is. You may already, you know, have them in your circle and so even though I like I knew that there was like attraction towards him and I was interested in him, I didn't think that it was going to turn out to what it is. Um, so yeah, you just never know. But going into my fifth tip, be open and have fun. Like I mentioned, I was really closed off. By being closed off and reserved, I was not going to meet anyone. I had to consciously tell myself I am open. I am open to meeting men. I am open to dating, learning, and having fun. So that is what started to happen. In fall of 2021, I was attracting so many men. It was actually insane. My friends were like, what is happening? I have never seen this happen before. It was because I was opening myself up to the experience. Guys were coming up to, you know, ask me out while I was eating dinner and, you know, asking for my number, I would be on my typical morning walks, nothing changed, I was on the same walk, but men would approach me and ask me out, and so um, I just noticed that I started meeting more people out organically, and side note, I deleted the apps, I told myself I was going to meet someone organically, so all of this started to happen, you just need to get clear on what it is that you want and affirm that. So even though the guys I was meeting, I did not see myself with long term and you know sometimes it wasn't a guy that I was attracted to and obviously I didn't go on a date with all these guys, but ask and you shall receive. So I was literally putting it out there. I want to meet guys. I want to meet more people. I want to go on dates. I want to, you know, I feel like I'm ready for a relationship and I'm ready for that. And so I had to be more open. So If you're someone who says, I never meet anyone, I never this, I never that, I know, but then you comes down to you getting asked out and you're rude and you ignore it, that's on you, honey. Have some gratitude. Again, even if it's not your person, say yes. Like, I've said yes to guys who, you know, I was like, eh, I don't really see this going anywhere, but like, let me see what this is about. And I think each dating experience, whether you see the person once or you see the person multiple times, it can teach us a lot and it will show you what you like and what you don't like. Like just view it as information. Think of dating as just collecting information. You're figuring out what you want out of someone, therefore bringing you closer to your person. It's all a stepping stone. So just like tap into that energy that like dating doesn't have to be super serious, that like the first date like has to be like, oh my god, do I see myself marrying this person? Just be open and have fun and live in the moment. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. The more pressure that you put on yourself, the less exciting and fun that this is. Tip number six, write down everything you want out of a partner and then become that person. As I mentioned before, everyone in your life is a mirror. And when I look at my own personal relationship, Alex reflects part of myself back to me. Of course, we have our differences. You're going to find that with each person. But we also have similarities, which are things that I want, wanted and still want out of a partner. I wrote down my list and 
after meeting him and dating him, I went back to that list. He literally checked off every single box. And when I look at that list, I realize that I am that person as well. Often, what we seek in others is what we lack in ourselves. So it's better to become the person that we want to date when we are the person we want to be with we will be on that same wavelength and that freak and that frequency. You rarely see happy couples who are on different waves. Of course, this is just a general statement, but oftentimes couples mirror each other in many ways and, you know, relationships are going to go up and down. Sometimes you guys are moving at different paces. That's not what I'm saying. But generally, like, each person has almost like a similar mindset and outlook on life and what it is that they want. They have similar values. They have similar things that are very important to them. Um, Or else they wouldn't be together. If your values don't align with each other, it's difficult to make that work. So reminder, write everything down that you want out of a partner and then become that individual. You will meet your match Now I'm going to get into the question portion. I had people submit some questions. So the first one is, do you feel like you could have accomplished all that you have if you weren't single for a long time? Like I mentioned, when my last relationship ended, I was single for four years. I told myself I'm not getting back into a relationship unless this person's worth it. Being single for a long time allowed me to fully focus on myself and my personal and professional goals. And this is not to say that you can't do this while in a relationship, but for me personally, I I needed that time. Like I needed that time alone. That is just how I operate. And when I was single, I fully took advantage of my situation and made the best of it. And so I really wanted to build this solid foundation in my life that You know, I had a direction, I was moving in a direction that I wanted to move in with my career. I was living in an area that I wanted to live in because I was so unhappy in certain areas of my life and I just knew I wanted to be at a good place in my life and then focus on a relationship. So that is what I did. But is that everyone's story? No, this is just what worked for me and, you know, It's important to be really honest with yourself. The next question is, what should you prioritize in yourself once you find a partner? When you are in a relationship, things change quickly, especially in the beginning. You may find yourself spending less time alone or with friends and family. You are now involved in someone else's world, meeting their friends and family, attending events that are important to them, but don't lose your independence. It is sexy. I love that Alex has his own life and interest. He spends time with his friends. He's gone on trips without me and, you know, vice versa. So make sure that you take care of yourself and do things that make you happy. I love that Alex gives me my independence. I wouldn't be with him otherwise. I've been in controlling relationships where I was shamed for wanting to go out on girls trips or hang out with my friends and so on. Not the root of that is insecurity, but I think that the most important thing is don't forget about your needs in the relationship. Next question is, 
how to stop looking because everyone says that's when it comes. If you find yourself constantly looking for a relationship, it may be a sign that you are not content with being alone or that you are seeking validation from others. And this can come off as needy and desperate. Instead of searching for a partner, switch the focus and prioritize your growth and development. Being single allows you to be selfish and focus on yourself. By focusing on our own personal growth and happiness, we become more grounded and centered, which makes us more appealing to others. When we are not actively searching for a relationship, we can relax and enjoy the present moment rather than being consumed with anxiety and stress about finding a partner. Ultimately, the key to attracting a healthy and fulfilling relationship is to focus on being the best version of ourselves that we can be, rather than trying to force a connection with someone who may not be a good match for us. When we are confident and comfortable in our own skin, we attract people who appreciate us for who we truly are. Also, some things that can really help with this is giving back to others, focusing on your friendships, focusing on your relationship with your family, focus on, you know, strangers and helping other people out. Feel the gratitude within all of this. Next question is, do you expect them to be loyal to you in the talking stages? I will say the best advice I've ever received is don't put all of your eggs in one basket especially when you're first talking to someone, you just never know. I found myself so many times in the past being way too loyal early on for no reason Um, because I'm just like that type of person. I like to just talk to one person, but that just backfired. And so I think it's really important to keep your options open in the talking stages because you just never know. And you may have a good connection with someone, but... You don't know if they're dating other people. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I will say, like, relating this back to, like, when Alex and I reconnected, um, I was talking to a few other guys. Um, I went on one date with someone else. But but after um, just talking to other guys and stuff, I really just lost interest. And I found myself just thinking about him and thinking about... I want to, you know, save my weekday nights or even my weekends for him and I'm not really interested in getting to know anyone else. So after about like a month, I ended up stopped talking to all of the other guys that I was talking to and really just committed to him, even though it was still pretty early on. But again, like, I don't think that there's like a right or wrong answer with this because when Alex and I started talking, he wasn't talking to anyone else. It was just, he was just talking to me and he knew he wanted to only talk to me. So he wasn't interested in anyone else. And even though I already had a good feeling about us too, I made sure that I kept my options open because you just never know. I'm like, well, let's see how this goes with, you know, this date or that date. And um, by just going on the date and talking to the person or talking to the guy, I realized, all right, this isn't what I want. And so it can also just like help you um, determine if this is a good person, if this is a good fit for you. And that really helps me out in my relationship. But I always say don't put all of your eggs in one basket. I think it's 
normal that, you know, you get really excited and you really like the person, but expose yourself to new people because that will also show you a lot about how you truly feel about this individual. The next question is, what if you are on a growth journey? What if you're on a growth journey and their pace of things move too fast? I feel like I need a little bit more context with this question. Like, are you in a relationship with this person? Is it just dating? Um, Because if you are in a relationship with this person, I feel like it's almost normal and natural for the pace of things, I guess, to change that one partner might be moving too fast in terms of personal growth and development and the other person is struggling to kind of keep up with that and feel like it can almost feel like now there is an imbalance in the relationship and it does become unbalanced in certain ways but um you know that's something that as a couple you need to work through and navigate and have open communication and both people should be honest about their feelings and their goals and it may be necessary to reevaluate the pace of growth and development to ensure that both partners feel supported and heard in the relationship if this is in regards to just like dating and being with someone and you're not in a relationship with this person at least for me personally if something is just moving too fast and I'm not comfortable with it, like, it's automatically a no. But if you are comfortable with it, then, you know, that's for you to determine if it's worth dating this person or not. But yeah, you just have to have that open and honest conversation with yourself. Is this speed a speed that I want to be moving at? And if the answer is no, then there's your answer. If the answer is yes, then there's your answer. All right, that is all of the questions I am going to answer. I really enjoy this episode. I definitely want to do multiple parts to this and go even deeper. And I definitely want to bring Alex on because I think it would be a really interesting and fun way to go even deeper with this to have a man's perspective on things versus a woman's perspective and, um, He has a lot of knowledge and insight on dating and relationships and all that stuff. So I would love to bring him on, but let me know if that's something that you are interested in. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend, post it on your story, tag me so I can repost it. I always love when people share episodes on their stories and I get to repost it. It literally makes my day. And feel free to DM me if you have any insight and feedback about this episode. And I will see you next Tuesday.